1: Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is another beautiful day here in New York City. Happy Thursday, everyone. Hey, Claude. How you doing?
0: Hey, Jax. I'm doing good. I put on a fresh t-shirt. I don't know if any of the toasters noticed, but um, in the last maybe three weeks, I've had a rotation of three sweaters. They're actually all sitting right behind me. They're all our merch and Taylor Swift merch. But I've decided to break out of my shell and put on tie-dye shirt today. That does look like a new shirt. Yes, it's from the Lucky Brand, and I'm feeling very lucky to wear it. It's from Lucky Brand? Yeah. where did you get it? They sent it to me. I have a little partnership coming up with them.
1: That's so nice of them.
0: Yes, it was very generous. I got so many sweatshirts. They knew not to send me anything I needed to leave the house in because I'm not leaving.
1: Right. We are definitely not leaving. More on that later. Um, I decided to get like a little dressed up today because it's been, it's really been fueling my participation on the show. So I am like the typical Zoom person. I'm wearing a sweater and I'm wearing no pants. I'm just wearing like a Skims (laughs) bodysuit. But I must look so funny. I was like running around getting my coffee, getting my AirPods, and like my husband's just like looking at me like in this card, this senator's cardigan with like nude Spanx. But it's a vibe.
0: You, from the chest up, look like you are about to attend the most fancy luncheon, congressional, uh, at the penthouse, whatever, the White House, whatever they call it. You just look like you are about to sign
1: some bills. I mean, I would love to sign some bills the first – actually, I would love to sign some bills. And that's actually a great segue into something that we very much need to talk about today today on this year's show because Olivia put up an episode of Maternity Live this morning um, where she really opened up and shared what she's been going through. And she's been in the hospital for the past week. Uh, She has preeclampsia and she will be there for the foreseeable future. And due to the coronavirus pandemic and the laws that are in place, not one person can be with her or visit her during this time. And she is deeply lonely and worried and just wanting
0: some right contact the problem is like so much of preeclampsia is like your blood pressure and your emotional state and you can't let it rise because then that triggers the preeclampsia but it's like being so isolated with no one and then she said the nurses are so lovely but it's like it's not her husband and it's not her family and i kind of and i understand why like we can't be there because we are in in a pandemic but it just seems so unfair for her to be there we don't know how long she's going to be there most likely maybe a month. I I don't know. We don't know how long she's going to be there. So it seems really unfair. And we spoke about this on the show before when Governor Cuomo had those laws about um, labor and delivery partners. And there was like a big uproar from the mom community. And to be honest, I didn't really understand it at first. But now like seeing Olivia going through it, I totally get it. And he actually reversed those
1: laws because they are borderline like inhumane, like to make a woman go through that alone. Right. To deliver a baby by yourself. But it seems as though like this antepartum stage of pregnancy and being in the hospital kind of just slipped through the cracks and I feel like it's the sort of thing it makes no sense that she shouldn't have someone be there with her Zach was tested for coronavirus when she was and they both didn't have it I'm sure he could be tested again if he was going to go visit her again it seems like something that just slipped through the cracks and like we just need to let the governor know that this is what's going on and that there are women who he are going know. to be spending weeks upon weeks in the hospital completely alone when you know so much of their health is dependent on their emotional well-being and their blood pressure and just to, like have one person be able to stay with them all day to sit in the hospital bed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, completely alone. is just, it's not, it's not how it's supposed to be. And I understand that these are crazy times, but this exception seems like it can be made. So we've started a petition to get the governor's attention. If any toasters know Governor Cuomo or work in his office or know his niece, Bella, like, please do what you can to share this with him because it just seems like something that should be a Um, no-brainer. But unfortunately, it's not. If you
0: you don't have a direct line to the governor, which... Is understandable. Um, Please sign the petition and share it with anyone who you think might care. Um, We don't know if we can do anything, but we just want to help. It feels really helpless. Like, obviously not to make it about us, but it just feels so helpless. Like, just to FaceTime Olivia every day. Like, you just want to help so bad. Um, And you you can't really even drop stuff off. Um, I tried to, like, get food for her. Like, it's just, it's really hard to watch someone you love go through that. So if you are going through the same thing or someone you know is, just please share the petition or listen to Olivia's podcast episode. The petition link is going to be on our Instagram it's in the maternity live episode description and just please share it um because it's important
1: yes it is important it would make a huge difference and I'm sure there are so many other women going through the same thing and and we have this platform and this just felt like something that we can do and we and we should do and that we want to do because it would make a really big difference for a lot of women and I think that's why I put on the blazer today
0: for that important announcement I think it's so pertinent. Like,
1: I don't know if we were going to make a change before, but now that this blazer's in, in the conversation, like, things are about to change. Because, like, if Governor Cuomo, if it, it got on his desk and, like, there, maybe for every file they give a picture of, like, what it's about, and, like, he saw this blazer, he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm taking this seriously. No, he will be like, do I, do I know her? Is she one of my peers? Yeah, that's a colleague for sure.
0: For sure. On the floor. Legislating. Bruiser's bill. Filibuster. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Filibustering. must
1: must filibuster
0: so please check it out you guys um sorry to get all serious but some some situations require that and our sister is no exception if there's something we can do to help we are obviously going to so we need the power of the toasters now more than ever now more than ever
1: Okay. Well, also check out Maternity Live because she's just being so cute and sweet. Oh, and I'm on the episode. We recorded an interview like two weeks ago and we're just talking about like Nisi vibes and of course the Ansonichist of it all. And it's a really cute episode just about like how we grew up and how we were growing up and our personalities and how they've changed and like how we think Nisi might be because I kind of think she might be a Jackie. I mean,
0: of course you do because I think she's going to
1: be a Claudia. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like a Nora, that's what everyone thinks. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I just think that like I'm gonna be there for the baby so fucking much. Like there's no way she's not gonna be a Claudia. That's what
1: I think. Oh, you think it's gonna be like nurture over nature? Well, babies'
0: minds are like sponges. So as long as I can like inject my vibe into Nisi, like I think, think
1: it'll work. I know, but like if you've seen three identical strangers, some people well, just it, are who they are. That's the age-old question, nature versus nurture. Yes. And so those are some of the really philosophical questions that we debate here at the Morning Toast. If you've never, if you're a first time listener, like we are a philosophy show.
0: Yes. Later on, we are going to be talking about one of our favorite celebrities, Aristotle.
1: Oh, yes. King Aristotle. <laughs> yes, Queen. Um, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have an announcement. Oh, my God. You're finally going to give us something.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, by the way. I know that I'm the most annoying person and I like, love to parade around my secret projects, but like literally I get in trouble from certain people like if I say too much and I'm always getting in trouble, but I have permission today to make wow. a very special announcement this regarding- is so exciting. Regarding? My comedy special. Woo! Okay. okay, what can we know? We have a name. We have a trailer and we have a release date. The name, Claudia Ashray disgraced queen stunning the tra- trailer is available to watch courtesy of entertainment tonight having the exclusive thank you entertainment tonight i'm feeling very entertained and the third what did i say the third was date you will be able to watch claudia ashray disgraced queen starting june 30th The this- special is available for pre-order starting today on Amazon, and then it'll be available on a bunch of other platforms when it comes out. I will keep you all updated on that, but the pre-order is on iTunes. I'm so excited. I mean, this is like my dream come true. Like, the Beacon was my dream, and just, I mean, I didn't film at the Beacon, but just like With the tour, like, I had all these, like, goals for myself, and obviously, like, I wanted a special, but I did not think that was a possibility, um, but it happened, and I have to give such, such, such a big thank you to the production company, um, Nacelle and Comedy Dynamics that, like, really made me feel special, like, on the day, like, it was legit, you were there, like, the lights, the camera, the craft Craft
1: services,
0: we got pizza, we got donuts, like, it was the best show ever, and we filmed it in New Jersey, so it was, like, hometown vibes, um, And we've just, like, been working so hard these last few months since that show to, like, edit it and make it concise and good. And I'm really, 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 really proud of it. So if you came to the show, um, I think you're going to love the special. It's a little bit different. If you didn't get a chance to come to the show, here is your chance. And if you had anything negative to say, you could shove it up your hairy ass.
1: There's nothing negative to say because, Claudia, that's beautiful.
0: Everyone is going to finally understand what we've been saying, like, quoting my special these last few weeks. Um, I'm just, like – I'm so excited. Like, I'm so proud of myself that, like, I did it. And I don't know. I'm just – I'm feeling so – I mean, it's been killing me. Like, literally killing me, not to say anything. And I thought we would film a special and I could release it the next day. I'm like, where's the link? And they're like, no. It, it was really, really well done. So I'm glad that it wasn't just, like, some homegrown VHS. It's legit, fancy, HQ mix. Um, And I just feel like I'm just so excited. Like, I'm really – This is the best day of my life. Like, I could finally say it. So I'll post the trailer on my Instagram and everything. And the cover art is sickening. I had a whole photo shoot. It's amazing.
1: This lipstick? Chanel.
0: Another joke for my special. Hopefully you'll understand starting June 30th. Claude. Oh yeah, there's so guys, we're gonna have so much stuff to work with, like toasty
1: lingo, toasty move, movements. It's really just it's what it's what we need. Like it's what we need. It's what we need right now. Um we need so much right now. We really and truly do. Um, I'm so excited for your special. I'm so excited for like everyone to get to watch it like backwards, forwards, break the tape, and then like we can all just be quoting it left, right, and center, because these are just the inflections that I picked up from seeing the show um like eight times. But once I can just have it on repeat, like the quotes are gonna be off the chain. Yeah, no, it's um it's a
0: very fulfilling feeling to like put something. I'm actually like nervous. I mean, everything makes me
1: nervous. Would you call it like a labor of love?
0: I mean, of course. Like, and I'm glad that I filmed the show. This was my second to last show. And like when I started those shows at Caroline's, it was a funny show, but it was so different than what it turned out to be because I got so much practice. I did like 90 shows over the course of those two years. So I just really feel like everyone's seeing like a finish worked out full comedy show like that. I'm really, really proud of. So I hope everyone likes it.
1: Thank you, Miss Weissman. It came from my heart. Jackie, stop. You're ruining for everyone. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Okay. I'm so excited for that. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited. It's a good, it's a good day.
0: Um, it's a good day. And I'm feeling like I have a big brain. Really? Guess what I did yesterday? You read... I read you guys, and I am on a kick. I'm definitely going to read Jessica Simpson's next. You know why I think that I've been kind of hesitant? Her book is huge. It's
1: like it's not big
0: enough. Once you get into it, you never want it to end. I think what I'm going to do next is Gary Giannetti's book because it's short. Essay. Oh my god! And it's snackable. Like I can. I'm really intimidated by like textbook size books. Oh
1: my god! It was a delicious treat. It yes. was so, literally like just a chocolate chip cookie of books. So enjoyable. I think that's what I'm going to do next. Yeah, do it. And then you'll work your way up to to Jessica Simpson.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did read that Howard Stern book that you told me to read. And that was enormous. Yeah, nothing's Uh, bigger than that. But when they break it down, it's just like 10 or 15 pages of just one interview. It just makes it easier for me to stomach. It's like, all right, I'll do one interview today.
1: Yeah, but that book was so, so long. Like Jessica Simpson's is a walk in the park compared to that.
0: Yeah, but also I liked with the Howard Stern one was that I knew which interview was in what chapter, so I could skip, like, someone I didn't know. Like, I actually, I was going to skip Bill Murray, but it actually ended up
1: being hilarious. Yeah, all the ones that you want to skip, like, you wind up learning something. Right. Okay, without further ado, I think that it might be time. What do you think yeah, about Yeah,
0: we're going to recap Real Housewives of Beverly Hills later today um, in the episode, and then deliver the Fast Five. So, Jackie, hit him. Hit him. So, you would say that it's time then? Oh, let me ask my friend uh, Rafiki. She says, it is time.
1: Great. It's time for the fast side stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: And that's true, Jackie, but may I have the floor again? Sure. Do you,
1: do you need to filibuster?
0: I need to filibuster about something. It's actually really, really important to me, and it's something that has severe side effects, maybe even a case of RDH. So if I don't get it off my chest, I don't want to end up diagnosed with RDH. Oh, that would not be good. I don't know. I Honestly, like, I... I really don't know how to say this, but you know, sometimes you just have to say the things that that you want to say. That are are
1: uncomfortable.
0: So I'm just going to say it, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey. We all shop online a lot, but did you know you can make online shopping even better with Honey? Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes. They scour the internet and automatically apply them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to. You could shop at Target, Best Buy, Sephora, Macy's, eBay, Etsy, Walmart, literally have so many stores, like the stores you don't think they're going to have, they have. Um, And so when you go to checkout, a little box will drop down once you install Honey, and all you have to do is click apply coupons, and then within a few seconds, it scans every promo code on the internet, and then you can just watch the price drop. I use it on Revolve all the time, Sephora, Ulta, it's literally the best thing ever. Um, so I think that I, I think I actually knew about Honey before they became a sponsor because a toaster told me about it and I was like, How did I not know about this? And you just downloaded it. It's so easy. Like if you don't know computers, it's still so easy. It's um, so easy. They have found over 18 million members, $2 billion in savings, and they support over 30,000 stores online, and they're more, adding more every day. Um, their users love Honey, us included, and that's why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's backed by PayPal, so you know you can trust it. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com toast. That's joinhoney.com toast if you want to get it for free. So make sure to go to joinhoney.com toast.
1: I'm obsessed with honey. If you have an online shopping addiction, because you know, you're making a lot of investments. Um, <laughs> it is just something that'll just alleviate a little bit of that pit, you know, because investing can, can be pit inducing. can be risky. It can be risky. Okay. Are you ready for our first story? We got more oh coffee. Got Are you addicted?
0: I think that I am. I hope that this is just a quarantine. Um, phase because I've been one of those people who doesn't rely on coffee. And I just like, I see how like when we go on vacation, like you guys are all like scouring for coffee. It's like a burden to like drink coffee every day, but now I'm waking up and I'm like, where's my coffee?
1: Yeah, no, it is sort of a burden, but the effects that it has are so worth it. Otherwise there's no delineation between sleeping and being awake.
0: Wow. That's, that's exactly it. I don't even feel like
1: I get this like crazy
0: boost of energy, but I feel like once I have my coffee. I can get to work. Like it's, yeah. the, it's a
1: separation. Once I have my coffee, I'm not focused on when am I going back to sleep.
0: Yeah, that's true. It creates like a break. It's like the sleep, the morning's over. It's time to get to work.
1: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay, okay sorry. Continue. First story is the big story of the day. Mary-Kate Olsen files for divorce from husband Olivier Sarkozy. Mary-Kate Olsen has re- reportedly requested an emergency order to speed along the divorce process amid the coronavirus pandemic. The Elizabeth and James designer and twin sister of Ashley Olson reportedly signed a petition to divorce the French banker on April 17th, but due to the coronavirus pandemic, New York courts haven't been accepting divorce filings, except in cases of emergency. I did not know that. According to TMZ reports, Olson says her attorney received an email from Sarkozy's lawyers stating that she needed to move out of the couple's NYC apartment by May 18th. Olson's asking that Sarkozy extend the deadline to May 30th as she can't meet the deadline due to the stay-at-home mandates in the city, but claims he hasn't responded. She also claims he terminated their lease without her knowledge. The documents reportedly state that the one the one way Olson can protect her property is by filing the divorce petition, which would quote trigger an automatic court order preventing him from disposing of her property. TMZ also reported that she requested in the divorce petition that their prenuptial agreement be enforced. Well, of course, she's probably richer than him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He's a French banker, and isn't his brother the president? What? Yeah, his brother is. I
0: thought he was a French filmmaker, like he made art movies.
1: O- Olivier Sarkozy's brother is Macron. Macron is Nicolas Sarkozy, and Nicolas Sarkozy, oh. he was the president of France, but he's not anymore. But he was. That's yeah.
0: That's something. Isn't it- of France is that dime piece. Mac- Macron. Macron Macaron. Got it. Macron. Okay, wait. But who do we think is richer? I mean, yes, he has a brother who was president. Like, I don't know if that necessarily makes you so rich, but their fashion empire is legit
1: as fuck. They own the Row, Elizabeth and James, they did the Coles. Legit as fuck, but like the term banker can either mean like can mean one dollar or one trillion dollars. Like it's it's just it right. could be anything. Like, is he a teller at a local branch, or is he the president of a bank? Right. So I think the fact that she's insisting that the prenup be enforced makes it sound as though she's the bigger earner, but I feel like they both earn. Yeah, which honestly should make a
0: divorce, like, nice and easy. Like, if you have something to protect, you're not going to be going after someone else's money. Like, if you're both on equal level levels, uh, that's why I feel like it's turning kind of um, – rough in the Jay Cutler, Chris and Cavallari divorce because I feel like there's a huge pay gap between the two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those two evade me. Yeah. The
0: the Mary-Kate um, marriage is just kind of odd to me. I just, they're like an odd pairing if you've ever seen them. She, he's right. much older than her and he's not she's, exactly like
1: the most handsome man on the planet. She's 33 and he's 50 and it was always the odd couple, but they seem to enjoy each other's company. And now when they're breaking up, it's like, of course, I knew they would ever work out. No, but they worked out for a long time. They were always
0: sitting courtside together at the Knicks game. And I feel like when you say 33 and 50, it doesn't sound so bad. But I think maybe when she was in her 20s, it just, like, felt weirder.
1: No, and also, like, the height difference makes it more exaggerated. Like these, Like, he is one of the tallest people, and she is one of the smallest people.
0: And I think we just assume – we, like – We just associate Mary-Kate and Ashley with, like, Michelle Tanner. Like, they're just always going to be children.
1: Oh, my God. No, not anymore. Like, I – to me, Mary-Kate and Ashley these days are, like, age – like, I couldn't – I can't even believe they're 33. Like, I didn't know if I was going to think they were 23 or 63. Like, they are just this vague age.
0: They're ageless by Ramona.
1: Yeah. They're ageless. Anyways, this is really crazy. I mean, I hope she doesn't get kicked out of her apartment. Like that ain't right. Um, and I hope they can have a speedy and just trial.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize divorce courts weren't proceeding. I mean, it makes a lot of sense in New York, the eviction courts have been closed for a while and they're going to be on like a four month delay, which is actually kind of nice for people who have most likely lost their jobs and are having a hard time paying their rent. So it's like, they're given a little bit of a grace period, but I didn't even think about like, if you're in a tumultuous divorce or even like a bad, scary situation, you can't get divorced.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of the stay-at-home orders, did you see the video that Dave Portnoy posted yesterday about um, the flattening the curve turning into finding yeah. a cure? Yeah. I don't think anyone has ever made more sense, like in my life. Yeah. I never thought I'd hear you say that, but yeah. No, like, oh my, I was sending it to my friends and it was just like, this is just speaking to my soul. If you haven't seen this video, you need to watch it. Like, where is the lie? There's, it's, it's so crazy what, what has happened and what it's turned into. And like, you can't, like, it's just, I just felt really seen and heard. And I think a lot of people feel that way.
0: Yeah, and it's like we um, are in New York, which is kind of the epicenter, one of few epicenters in the country of the virus. And it's my understanding, based on what I've seen and read, is that the curve has been flattened, right?
1: Right, and so like now, the governor of California, I think, said that they're going to continue stay-at-home orders until we find a cure. Like that could take years, so we're just done as people. Like,
0: yeah, the human experience
1: is that. just is just done for a few years until we find a, a cure. Wow. Takes what if we never going. find? What if we never find one? Big thinker. Big thing. I mean, literally, just spin facts.
0: Spin I mean, facts. I mean, honestly, anybody who, like, says something unpopular about coronavirus, like, is the bravest person ever, especially on Twitter. Like, I know everyone, because <laughs> it's weirdly how you feel about coronavirus has now become, like, a political affiliation. And it's like, you're throwing yourself into this, like, terrible place on Twitter where you're, like... We you're just going to get scrutinized either way for whatever you say. Like, if you feel like we should stay at home to the end of the year, which everyone has a right to an opinion. If you feel that way, like you're crazy. And if you feel like you think life should go back to normal, like you want to kill people. Like, it's just now become this like political where it's like, I'm not getting involved once again. Like, but I just hate how it's like, I mean, I say this once a week on the show, like whatever happened to
1: civil discourse? No, it's like now right. it's become this hotbed of moral turpentine. Right, and I think that's why his video is so good because there's absolutely nothing political about it. Like, I do not know how this man feels politically. I just know he's spitting facts and making sense. Yeah, um, he's also like kind of hot. Oh yeah, for sure. The beard is working in the queue. Yeah, no, no. I, I could see like daddy's pecs through the, uh, the gray sweatshirt. Oh, totally. Okay, well, um, are you ready for our next story? Because it was something that I read this morning that I hadn't seen elsewhere and that took me a little bit by shock please Naomi Olindo and Chelsea Meissner are also leaving Southern charm sources say ahead of season seven. They both told production. They weren't returning to the show months ago. Southern Charms Season 7 is going to look very different for Bravo viewers. On Tuesday, founding cast member Cameron Eubanks shocked fans when she announced on Instagram that she'd be leading the long-running reality show. And she may not be the only one. Naomi and Chelsea also won't be back next season, sources confirmed to People. On Wednesday, Naomi dropped a major hint about her exit, telling Cameron on Instagram, I'm so damn proud of you and us, at Chelsea Meisner. Reps for Bravo and... um. Naomi and Chelsea did not respond to people's requests for comment, but a source close to production confirmed their departures. This is interesting, but not surprising. Cause they're on that, like, even yesterday when we were talking about Cameron, how she's just above it. Like, I feel that way about Naomi too. Um, And even Chelsea, now that she's not like in the mix with Austin. And I just feel like it's a different sort of show. And these women like value their personal lives over, you know, the platform that the show brings them and cameron put out a really long statement yesterday like saying all of that like she understands like the show is great and it's really like hard to walk away from it but she knows that she's doing the right thing
0: yeah i feel like naomi and cameron are in really similar situations where their significant others are not really interested in the show and that makes it really hard it definitely puts a strain when your significant other like can't show up to all these events and hang out with your friends so um matul has been like i think pretty vocal naomi's been pretty vocal that matul just like is not interested in the show like he's in medical school like he's busy um so i feel like she's now choosing her future with matul over her future as a reality star and i think that's a really really good choice um and chelsea i feel like she's just kind of irrelevant oh my god no i love her no i like her too but to the storyline she's just like ancillary she's like dating that australian surfer
1: yeah so because she's not single and she's not dating anyone remotely in the mix. Um, I think, again, she's choosing love in her relationship over being on the show. And I think that's a great choice. And I have a lot of respect for all three women.
0: Yeah. And you know, being a reality star in like a small town can go one of two ways. Like being a reality star in New York, obviously like makes you a a micro celebrity and there's a lot of benefits to it. But I feel like an old school city like Charleston, there are a lot more um, challenges when it comes to being a reality star in a city like that. And it maybe isn't all, you know,
1: roses and diamonds and rosé. Yeah, but it should be. I
0: know it definitely should be.
1: Anyways, I'm still super excited for the season. Like, let's we not forget, we have Craig and Shep and Austin, and I think Madison, because I think Madison and Austin are still together. And you know what? I ship. Um, and what Catherine. The other day. Catherine, hopefully Eliza. So it's it's kind of like a new gen. And I think that it it's they do a good job, unlike Vanderpump Rules, of rolling like cast members into the next season. So I'm here for all of these decisions and I very much look forward to the next season of Southern Charm. Two things. We mentioned yesterday,
0: or I did, that I thought Eliza Limehouse was engaged, and upon further investigation, it turns out that she got married.
1: Oh my god, mazel
0: And the second thing is Cameron's statement, um, I don't know if it was the reason why she released it, but there was a lot of gossip online, on blogs, you know, unfounded Instagram accounts, saying that Cameron was leaving the show because jason had like a huge affair and there was no way that she was going to be able to like open up her life on a reality show and not talk about it um and in her statement and in a bunch of dms to fans she swore that that wasn't true and i actually believe her
1: i saw that too um i believe her like the fact that she even has to speak on these things is she's just above it and for that reason that's I why, she's why she's leaving she's out Um, But that's a great segue into our next story about more false rumors because Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's headline is being covered by an ad on E! News because their (laughs) fucking website sucks. (laughs) Have you ever gone to the E! News website to read an article? It's covered in ads and it fucking sucks. And that's why I never, like, I can't. Sometimes they'll, you know, they post every story, link in bio. So like I, sometimes I do the whole song and dance. I want to read the story covered in ads like who reads this who could read this anyways I got Jackie, the times
0: are tough for businesses i gotta do what they gotta do
1: okay well just let me get the headline, at least. Okay. Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson threaten legal action over woman's malicious paternity claim. Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson had fired off a cease and desist letter to a woman claiming the NBA star is the father of her child, E! News exclu- can exclusively reveal. In a cease and desist letter sent by the former couple's attorney, Marty Singer, on Wednesday, May 13th, Kimberly Alexander is asked to, quote, immediately stop defaming them with malicious defamatory lies and fabrications regarding a paternity claim that surfaced online um i didn't even know about this story but also chloe it took to twitter to let everyone know that she is not pregnant that these rumors are unfounded and like everyone needs to step the fuck off
0: Right. Well, her Twitter thread was like, the reason why she was trending on Twitter yesterday is not because she was pregnant, but people were like, the hypocrisy. Look what she did to Jordan. Now she's having sex with Tristan again and having another child. They obviously didn't watch the most recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But so she was like, look at all this hate I'm getting and lies being spread just because of a rumor that I might be pregnant. Like, you guys are fucking crazy. Like, leave me alone. And I loved that. But now this is like a weird twist in the story. I don't know how claiming that someone is your father's child is necessarily like defamatory because there's a possibility that it could be true.
1: Right, but if it's not true, then it's lies and you're putting out lies and you're making it seem like – like Tristan, as we know, has been working on his relationship with Chloe. It seems like he only has eyes for her now. And if it turns out that he was sleeping with another woman, that would, like, go against what he's been trying to do. So there's one easy way to find out, and um, hopefully they will. Right. Well,
0: I happen to know that it is extremely hard to – get ruled in your favor in the court of law when it comes to libelous and defamatory information. Trust me, I've tried. Um, So honestly, like this seems like a fake lawsuit um, because there's really nothing that they can do. You're a public figure and that means that people can say shit about you, even if it's not true.
1: No, I mean, this is like very clear cut. He's either the father or not the father. And so if she's saying that he's the father and he's not, that is a lie and that is defamatory.
0: Maybe they had sex and maybe he's not even the father, but like it's, it's, it's not out of the question that Tristan Thompson could have gotten another woman pregnant.
1: No, it's not. But he's saying that he didn't. And if he didn't, then this is a defamatory lie. Therefore, lawsuit. I just don't think it, like, it, I don't think a judge would ever find this to be defamation. If it turns out he's not the father, it's defamation. No. Yes. it mm-hmm.
0: lies on his name. No, totally, but when you're a public figure, you're not protected like that, like in the court and the justice
1: system. Yes, you are. That's, when you have a defaming lawsuit, it's for, like, someone that's famous, and you're defaming them. Yeah, but it's, like, borderline impossible to ever get that judgment. In some situations where it's, like, subjective, but this is very, like, facts or, or not facts. I've only like heard of one celebrity ever test.
0: actually getting a judgment in her favor, Rebel Wilson, and then it got overturned.
1: I feel like I've heard of tons of celebrities. Like, they sue magazines when, like, a magazine will say they're, like, a drug addict and they're not, like. Oh, also Katie Holmes won one, one time.
0: That one is, I think she sued Star Magazine.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad that Tristan and Chloe are taking action. Like, they have enough shit to deal with without false rumors.
0: I don't know it seems kind of sad maybe this girl's just like living in her own world where she was immaculately conceived by Tristan Thompson and like now Khloe Kardashian and her fancy lawyers are coming after this girl I mean I don't
1: know the story coming after this girl she gave these uh gave paperwork to a tabloid site from a genetics place of like that's suggesting that Tristan is the father of this child
0: I'm sorry you never said
1: that Oh, I'm sorry. Tabloid site Gossip of the City published copies of alleged paperwork from LB Genetics, a facility specializing in paternity and family relationship DNA testing services that suggested Tristan took a paternity test in January 2020. That same report featured screenshots of text messages allegedly sent by Tristan to Kimberly, as well as copies of emails that Kimberly purportedly received from her former attorney, Lisa Bloom.
0: I'm I'm very sorry. Like, I literally thought this woman was just, like, going on Instagram stories and saying that Tristan got her pregnant. I didn't realize there was paperwork from a DNA lab involved. Honestly, sounds like she's a lot of compelling evidence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just feel like if it were true, like, Chloe would just be silent.
0: Right. And it's like, why is this Chloe's problem? It's not – they're not together as far as I know. And, like, her – x-man or whatever like fucking around and getting himself into some sort of trouble is really not her business
1: no but they they're quarantined together right and they're family and they're he's in her life forever terrible yeah but speaking of other kardashian pregnancy rumors kourtney kardashian is shutting down a fan who said that she's pregnant she said this is the shape of my body Kourtney Kardashian shut down a fan who assumed she's pregnant thanks to a bikini photo that the reality star posted to Instagram. On Wednesday, she posted a slideshow of photos of herself lounging around in a bikini, um, and one fan commented, she's pregnant, and Kourtney replied, this is me when I have a few extra pounds on, and I actually love it. I've given birth three amazing times, and this is the shape of my body. I mean, if
0: you saw that picture, like, the fact that anyone could have anything to say, like, if I ever looked like that, like, and – Like, no one in the fucking world would think I was pregnant. Like, I look pregnant now. Like,
1: honestly, I would have never chosen this story. It's just a really slow news day because, like, Instagram comments to me, like, are not news. Also, like, people comment, like, shit like this on my Instagram all the time. And, like, again, not, like, whatever I choose to respond. Like, not that I'm Kourtney Kardashian, but, like, it's just, like, who gives a shit? Obviously, like, she looks so fucking snatched. This is, like like, she's just responding to a troll. Like, I hate when celebrities do this.
0: Like just to make a news story because she knew that it was going to, and it's like you know how many comments she gets. Like she would have had to go searching for that comment. Like she gets literally hundreds of thousands, especially bikini photos. Like the content is just highly engaged, and I don't even know how she would go about finding this message because if you open your comments in your Courtney Kardashian, like the one that you saw is gone a millisecond later because thirty new ones just came in. Right, like
1: this it sounds is just- like maybe it was planted. Totally, just so she could have like an empowering response.
0: Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I know we sound like conspiracy theorists, but like I feel like this is definitely a possibility.
1: That's like not even like a big deal if, if a celebrity were to do that. Like that seems like PR like 101, just like an easy way to get some good press. Totally. Clap clap back at a troll. Oh god, clap back. Um, okay, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it a little business? No, 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 no. Mm. Sad. Okay, I'm ready. Um, It's a little Sussex news because Prince Harry is feeling, quote, rudderless without friends or a job in L.A. The Duke of Sussex is feeling down since he's fled Canada with his wife, Meghan Markle, and their one-year-old son, Archie, for sunny California, a source told Vanity Fair. Quote, he has a lot of friends in the military community in the UK, and of course he misses them. This is a very strange time for us all, but I think Harry is missing having a structure to his life right now, the source said. The Sussexes are living in an $18 million Beverly Hills mansion owned by media oh. mogul Tyler Perry. Interesting factoid. What? Quote, Yeah. He doesn't have friends in LA like Megan and he doesn't have a job. So at the moment he's a bit rudderless, but it won't always be like this. And he knows that. Honestly, in thinking about it, like, yeah, he's definitely very sad. Like, obviously he uprooted his life and took this big leap of faith because of what him and Megan were going to build together. But like all building plans are on pause and he's just like in this unknown town um, where he has no friends and he has no family. Stranger's house. Yeah. And like, I'm sure all of the Windsors are, like, in the queue together in a palace, and he's probably just feeling, quote, rudderless.
0: You know what? Honestly, my eyes have been open to, like, the media's, you know, tactics when it comes to um, Harry and Meghan. And to be honest, this article seems, like, really obviously, like, heavy-handed. It's like, Meghan is the villain who brought them to L.A., and Harry is sad and lonely. It's like, we're all sad and lonely. We're all fucking quarantined. Where's my article? I'm feeling rudderless.
1: Yeah, maybe that's how they want it to be portrayed, but I don't think this is a Meghan thing. Like, this is a coronavirus thing. This is just like another man is home and feeling sad.
0: So we're supposed to feel bad for a prince living in in an $18 million house that he didn't even have to pay for with his beautiful wife and brand new newborn baby. Neither of them have to work for a living and they don't even have to pay rent. Sorry, I'm hard
1: pressed to feel bad for him. No, we don't have to feel bad. We just have to report on it because I needed a fifth story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that I understand. Yeah, honestly, this one was just like, I was looking for stories for so long today.
0: Yeah, no one's like, poor Harry, the little princess boy.
1: (laughs) What about the other little princess who can't fucking
0: put food on the table for the families and they just got laid off? Shut the fuck up, Harry.
1: Yeah, no eat your fucking stew. Okay, well, he didn't say anything like a source said to Vanity Fair, but yeah.
0: Oh, these sources,
1: everything's such bullshit. I'm done with the media. Done, I tell you, done. Yeah, I mean, same. So those were the fast five stories that you needed to know. And now you know them.
0: Barely, you barely needed to know. You
1: barely needed to know. You did need to know about Mary-Kate and you did need to know about Southern Charm, I feel.
0: I want to jump into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, which is brought to you by RoboKiller. You know what's a total buzzkill on your mood? Spam calls. They totally invade your space and are super annoying. They're like the last thing you want to deal with. We've teamed up with RoboKiller to give you guys a solution to the growing spam call problem. RoboKiller is the app that stops spam calls for good. They have over a million spam phone numbers on their block list, and they're adding more spammers by the minute. In the month of February alone, RoboKiller blocked Robo killer blocked over 17 million spam calls. We both recently downloaded it on our phones and we are loving it. I didn't even remember that I downloaded it just because I stopped getting spam phone calls and it's like my life went back to normal.
1: No, like the amount of spam phone calls I was getting, like I have no friends. I have no one who actually calls me. Like if my phone's ringing, you can bet your ass it was spam with that, with Robo killer. Now I just get no phone calls. And you know what? The spam is smart because they'll give you a phone number. That's like a replica of
0: your phone number, but like two digits off.
1: Yeah, and so you're like, oh, is this my family, my phone number family person calling me? We can't even tell you how many spam calls we used to get
0: and text messages. Um, Now we're living the spam-free life and getting sweet revenge in the process. They have pre-recorded answer bots that will mess with the spam callers who are calling you. It's absolutely hilarious. They're like spam fighting assistants. Our personal favorites are the Jellyfish Ding and the Southern Cat Lady. If you don't want spammers cramping your style, get RoboKiller. Head to RoboKiller.com on your mobile device now to download the new app, and new users can get RoboKiller free for seven days. Get out there and stop those spammers. Again, that's Robo, R-O-B-O, killer.com. Okay. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We've wrapped up the episode at Denise's event. I was under the impression, based on a lot of people I follow on Twitter, that tonight was, I mean, last night was going to be the episode where we see Denise, bravo, bravo, motherfucking bravo. I don't care. Remember? Because she's wearing
1: that outfit. But apparently now it's happening next week. Oh, interesting. I, I feel like that would have happened when we're talking about actually something like salacious, not just some tit for tat about like, you t- you're talking too much. No, you're talking too much. There were so many
0: fights going on. And I just think we should take it like person by person. Because to me, the most egregious fight, we spoke about this last week, Kyle was being like a little nuts. And to be honest, that translated into this week too. Like she just like has a gripe and I, and I can, literally cannot put my finger on it and neither can any of the women. And that's what they're fighting
1: about. So I saw her tweet. She was tweeting a lot last night. And she said when she said everyone else here is being fake at the table, basically, she's claiming that like, there were other people in the group who had said something about Dorit's glam and how it was annoying. And then at the table, they were quiet. And so she assumes that that that's them being fake. But like, you can have an opinion about something and not like share it with the like, you can think something about someone and just not say it to them because it's not like you need to start a fight with them about it just you have a difference of opinion or like a different way of doing things but that doesn't mean you need to air it out all the time
0: and that was like kyle's whole thing like saying opinions and trying to start fights on them when it was just like weird that she even thought that like why did she care that denise had a fucking ice sculpture like and that denise now does glam and not that even denise needed an excuse but she's like most of the time i come from work and i get full hair and glam i don't even know she was on a soap opera at uh, 10 episodes a week but it's like why do you care first of all second of all she she has a reason she's very chill she hasn't changed at all
1: no, like, even for her backyard party, like, she was wearing jeans and a sweater. Like, okay, so she had her makeup done, but that doesn't mean anything. Also, like, everyone has grown up from season to season. Like, even Erica and Dorit, like, they've always brought the looks, but the level that they bring now is completely different from what they started as. And as Dorit pointed out, no one is more emblematic of this than Teddy. <laughs> yeah, I loved that montage with her side part. Yes, very important and it's like Beverly Hills women have always been like that's their thing like they are the glamour like they bring the looks like every outing is like planned to a T. like they I think they even coordinate their color schemes on trips like and the viewers appreciate that we don't get that from other shows like New York New Jersey like the styles are just not it and like as Kyle's been on the show since season one does she not realize that that's what so many people love about her own show
0: Yeah, so Kyle's whole vibe for the the entire episode was just like having weird opinions and then sharing them, trying to start fights when it was just weird that she had those opinions in the first place. But to me, the most egregious of the fights at the dinner was that between Sutton and Dorit because I I found myself really disagreeing with Dorit when I've recently become like the conductor of the Dorit train because not only did she retell history factually incorrectly like I think first of all Sutton is so well-mannered like she would never flip out at an event she would never say I'm gonna freak the fuck out she said I'm going to flip And she literally said it so quietly. They needed subtitles. She was way behind Lisa. And obviously it didn't turn out to be anything. I need more information on this Joey Malouf situation. But like, I don't know. It was so not a big deal. It really could have never been brought up again. Maybe later on to discuss the glam app thing because I have a lot of questions. But like Dorit was just really like gunning her. But Sutton does not have what it takes to be in this group. Like the second somebody says it to her with the crying at the dinner.
1: Yeah she's very overwhelmed like and then once she started crying she couldn't stop because then I think she was thinking like oh my god like this isn't like this isn't going my way I'm not like and now I'm just crying over nothing and then she was just crying more and like she couldn't help herself um and while yes I'm always team read, and like Dorit wasn't wrong like she was freaking out over something that like wasn't important in this least event whatever like Sutton is harmless like seriously when Sutton kept being like drop the mouse I was like yes like literally it's just leave her alone she's she's sitting there crying there's nothing else that you need to say
0: yeah one thing I was really uh glad about because I love Lisa Rinna but I thought she was so wrong last week in comparing that Kyle didn't take Kyle obviously doesn't blindly loyal uh blindly defend her friends because she didn't defend me against Kim Richards like first of all that's her sister so to compare the two is just completely unfair and second of all Kyle actually did defend you against her sister part of the reason why her relationship with her sister has been so strained so I just like that bothered me so much it was just like Lisa wanted to get involved and I was really glad that when they met at Erica's clubhouse which is like the cutest place ever I was so glad that Lisa was the one who like apologized because she was totally wrong
1: yeah, I'm glad, glad that they squashed that. Like, I don't need to see Kyle arguing with everyone, but there are a few key fights. And I think it's, like, really this Kyle Dereet teddy situation that is weird, that, like, seems to keep popping up. But, I, I like, last night's episode, Denise Richards, just, I've always loved her as a cast member, but just, she completely won me over. Because it's, like, when she's back into a corner, like, she's going to start... Fucking swinging, like don't start with her. Everyone acts like she's Denise, like she's so this, she's so that, and she's like, I'm fucking Denise Richards. Like, she, she would never brag, but like, she. I think everyone did need that reminder. Like, call her a ragamuffin one more time. She's fucking Denise Richards. She's been on every magazine cover. Which then I Google because I'm like, what magazine covers? Like, because it was everything. you know, we L Cosmo, obviously Playboy, GQ, like everything under the sun. And I think the women need a reminder of that. I agree. Like, the way that they were
0: just speaking so derogatory towards her, like, she's lesser than the group, when they're all equals, and if anyone's better than anyone, it's the only actual famous person, Denise.
1: Yeah, and not only is she famous, which can get you, like, kind of far in this group, but she is so spot on about most things. It's not like she's delusional. It's not like she's hard to get along with. Like, she's so down to earth and affable, and everybody loves her, and if you want to get into an argument with her, you better gird your loins because you might lose.
0: Yeah. And, if, and based on what we know about the rest of the season, it feels like all the women kind of turn on her. And usually I'm on the side of the masses,
1: like if one person's getting, but I feel like I'm going to be on Denise's side. Right now I'm firmly on Denise's side, but so are all the women. Like Dorit and Denise have a really good friendship. And also Denise is in this position right now because she's backing up Dorit for like, why do you care about this, Kyle?
0: Right, and so the relationship that you just pointed out between Teddy, Kyle, and Dorit is really reminding me of last season with Lisa, Kyle, and Dorit, where it's like, Lisa, Lisa is the Dorit now. Do you know what I mean? It's like Teddy's the fresh new hot thing, whereas like that was what Dorit was, and Kyle became Lisa Vanderpump.
1: Like, oh, like she's being pushed out of the friendship. No, I think when it was, the th- when it was Lisa, Dorit, and, and Kyle, they were both fighting over Lisa's friendship. Now, Dorit is, like, using Teddy and Kyle's friendship to, like, make an example of the fact that Kyle has a double standard for all of the women. Like, Ky- nothing Kyle says can be- ring true because it doesn't apply to Teddy. And what? my favorite moment, I can't believe we just glazed right over it when we were talking about Denise, when
0: Kyle was like, I finished wrapping my movie, like we should take a trip to Santa Barbara. And Denise was like, I'm working on 10 shows. I have two kids. I take care of a special needs daughter. And it's like, you're not that busy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. Like I, I'm not going to judge their schedules because I, I don't know what goes into putting on a movie or being in a TV show, but I, yeah, I'm glad when some of the busier ones are like, we're all busy. Yeah, no, it's just like being busy is not a personality trait. No, and being busy is just, it's not an excuse when you're with a group of busy, successful, ambitious women. Yeah. Totally. And by the way, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is at the top of your your call sheet because it's really, for most of these women, the thing that got them everything else. So you want to prioritize that. You want to make time for filming and trips and dinners, et cetera, because most of the rest wouldn't exist without it.
0: You said it. It was a great episode. And you know what? I love her, but you know what's a good, really good episode of Housewives when there's so much drama at a dinner and one of your favorites isn't even there, Garcelle.
1: Oh, I know. I, I'm loving Garcelle because, like, I, I just need her to be herself. Like, some of the women, like, they must be involved in the drama in order to be interesting, and they know that, and, and so they do that. But Garcelle, like, I will watch her kid's birthday party. Like, I just – and. What was frustrating, and we said this last week, is, like, they're really, like, moving along very quickly. Because we got, like, three separate flashbacks about Dorit talking about her restaurant. And it was from, like, three different instances that we didn't get to see that looked like prime filming situations, like yep. dinners. And Dorit and Garcel look like they're in some sort of furniture store. And it's frustrating that we're not getting, like, all of those scenes that they – shot but i'm sure maybe they're just sparing us some mundane activity i
0: think it's it's clear that the second half of the season had way more stuff in it and it does feel like they're rushing like all that restaurant stuff felt like it came so out of left field and they didn't even show us the conversation denise had with her older daughter who said she heard about threesomes and by no means did i really care to see that conversation but it's something they normally would have shown us
1: yeah um but i'm grateful because (laughs) i did not need to see that conversation
0: yeah same um I just love Erica. Like she's just the coolest, badass bitch alive. And she's really not even a part of a lot of this drama. But to me, I just want to hear from her. Like, I need to know what she I know. thinks. What she I like? just
1: I just need to know what she thinks.
0: Yeah, she should really like narrate the show.
1: Yeah. Or
0: like or like, how write Cameron a, does or like do term. they still write blog posts? No, so Kyle was tweeting yesterday and someone tweeted at her, like, so obvious you're trying to do damage control because you're tweeting so much this episode. And she's like, actually, they ask us to tweet instead of blog now.
1: Oh, interesting. I actually went to a bunch of the women's Twitter because I wanted to see what, um, what they had to say, but Kyle was really the only one like sharing information.
0: Yeah. She tweeted a lot. Um, and she's been my, like one of my favorites, but there's something going on.
1: There's something going on. And it's not like, um, the end of Kyle or anything like that, but it's just like, there's a feeling there and we need to get to the bottom of it.
0: That's what we shall do next week on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills.
1: Totally. Well, we have Real Housewives of New York tonight. I started season two of Dead to Me. I think I'm on episode four. And it's so good. Um, it's, it's just enjoyable. I mean, really you- is just so annoying. Like when she was I know, but don't you just- in the closet and crying. And like the oh. pudding was like coming out of her mouth. Like I just wanted to vomit.
0: But don't you just have like such a pit? Like you do not want them to get caught.
1: Oh, of course. I was watching it, and I realized, like, my stomach hurt, and I had a pit, and I couldn't identify it. I was like, oh, it's the show.
0: Yes, it's a very anxiety-inducing show. I remember that from the first season, and now it's like you've really fallen in love with Christina Applegate, and, like, she's, like, just, like, working so hard, like a single mom, just, like, trying to keep it together, and trying to grieve, and trying to keep this secret. And it's like, you just really champion her, even though she is, like, a cold-blooded killer. Um, And the whole show, you just don't want her to get caught.
1: Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't. be suspicious can you finish it today so we can recap it tomorrow I can try you know me I'm very busy um but I, how many episodes are there do you know like uh, maybe around 10 I could
0: try I could try okay cool um that's all she wrote thank you that's guys all for- she wrote thank you guys so much for listening to the thank you guys for so much for listening to the morning toast yeah money- you
1: know she did say it was all Jackie, she wrote she called me I have a 12 o'clock and it's twelve o five. okay Oh my god! Okay, bye.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, ten thirty a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found, so it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, so all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast, leave a but it something where we are. Don't forget to pre-order my comedy special, available on iTunes. All the links will be available on my Instagram. And please listen to today's episode of Maternity Live, available on Spotify and iTunes.
1: We love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow for Friday. And please sign the change.org petition. You'll be able to find it on the Morning Toast Instagram. Bye.